Welcome. To That Comic Smell Podcast. David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka, and Tom Stewart. Oh, what, Pinocchio? <laughs> Hi, Nando. Hello, how are you doing, guys? <laughs> okay. I'm an interesting conversation. How did I get Pinocchio from long cape and ears? It's the nose. Probably with Pinocchio. the nose. Yeah. The lying in the nose. <clears throat> That's true. Ah. It doesn't do it for anybody else. Ah, ah no. Uh... Is Alfie sitting there with you? Mm-hmm. Taking mm-hmm. part this time, yeah? Hey, Alfie. Yep. What you been eating? <laughs> What's your favourite book, Alfie? <laughs> what, what book you been chewing on? Alfie, speak. Mm-hmm. Speak. Speak. Alfie, speak. Uh, Alfie. Alfie. Hey, good boy. <laughs> good boy. Better than a lot of comics criticism in here. <laughs> what did you think of that? Right! <laughs> well, right. I have a big list of things to go over, so if someone else wants to start. Um, no, aside from the fact of just saying that <clears throat> I'm gutted that they're gone. Um, they were both... It's an understatement to say that they were both hugely influential on the medium in general. Um, yep. Pe- Perez very much by all accounts, was one of the nicest people that you'd ever meet as well. Um, And it was shown... um, I saw a brief bit in that... um, Was it that comic book, Men? Yeah. And he came in and surprised Mike Zabzig. And it's one of those moments in one of those TV shows that I actually thought, they genuinely haven't told this guy that he's coming. Like, you can see it on his face. He just... he has He's like... You're, he's actually genuinely like, you're George Perez. He's like, yeah, he's like, you're, you're George Perez. And he just can't stop saying it. And he's just sort of looking up like, oh my God. And yet the whole thing in that show, you know what it's like. It was all kind of set up and stuff. And, yeah. But he looks genuinely shocked. And he just goes over and gives him a hug. And is like, oh my God. And he's just so nice. And he's chatting away to them and everything. And he ended up giving one of his shirts like signed to this the stash and stuff and yeah like you you just hear like amazing things about him and i mean think of what adams did for creators as well and the rights and and trying to get them back to people and getting all their original art and everything back to them and stuff and it's just unbelievable i mean he had he had slightly more controversial things about him and his belief systems and so on but I don't know, man. Like, I just always really liked him. I always really liked him. I'd see interviews and stuff with him and just think, this guy just... 
it's just no I don't know I just got a no bullshit vibe off of him you know what I mean um, yeah. that was what people didn't like about him was that if there was anybody that had any sort of detractors if there was any sort of detractors to him it was, it was just because I think they just didn't like that he was honest and if he didn't like something he'd just say like that's a lot of shit you know yeah. Um, and that's what I liked about him. He, and he did an interview with with um, speaking of comedy men. He did an interview with Kevin Smith that went on for like three podcasts long, and they were all like two and a half hours each or something. And he just talked and talked and talked, and it was incredible. The amount of stuff he's going on about. He goes into all the rights, all the all the art that he did over the years, and all the people he's met, and all the stories and everything. It was just it was unbelievable. And just such a good talker. Um, I think very personable. I know he people had issues as well with like how much he charged at cons and all this kind of stuff. It's like, but the guy's making a living out of it. You know what I mean? That's what he does. He's fucking Neil Adams. Of course he's going to show up and charge <laughs> to be at the con. You know what I mean? Um, it's just both huge legacies. Um, just made some of the superheroes their own and now people are left with their definitive image especially like Adams and Batman and stuff as well I mean there's yeah. there's a, there's only a couple of artists with Batman that people tend to float towards and Adams is like to, the absolute absolute tippity top you know what I mean um, yeah. <clears throat> and Perez was just incredible at doing those spreads with all those fucking superheroes on a page you know what I mean like just unbelievable, and he's one of them that you can just imagine as well as like um, somebody says like, right, okay, George, if you do us a favour and put um, so and so and so and so, and then maybe just a couple of figures and stuff in the background, you go, yep, sure thing, and he'd come back with like this huge scene of like a ton of people and be like, what? I only asked you to do, I, I know, but I got carried away, you know. It's like unbelievable, yeah. complete workhorses. Just kept going and going and going. Uh, made some of the most influential comics and art that there ever was. Um, both writers in their own rights as well. Um, I'm, I'm just, I think that those names are two of the kind of Mount Rushmore of 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 comics. Um, for this for this kind of late sort of. There was a first generation, and they're they're the kind of next generation, but they were they were kind of accepted by that lot, you know, um, and mm. and and very much go down in that legend status. And I'm just, I was so gutted. I know everybody was because you know we all knew it was coming with with Perez, yeah, and not with Adams at all. That was a that was a shock. I mean, he'd been ill, but we weren't expecting that. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's just. I'm kind of stuttering, stammering because it's just—it's so sad. Um, yeah. It's just such a shame, and it's such a huge loss. Um, I've, I, they're just there's no one specific story. I've got a wee pile here of stuff that I've got in the shelves, but I think I've probably absorbed more of their artwork and their writing without even realizing it as well. Um, I used to. Used to pour over um, issues of stuff like I've always said that my cousin had um, comics and stuff growing up. I used to pour over issues of Batman and stuff in his, and it was it was all Adam stuff at that point. 
Um, there's trades and stuff that I used to pick up in the library as well. Um, I came. I think it probably came to Paris a wee bit later. Um, but you know, they were both they were both giants as far as um, DC work goes as well, and 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 I obviously float towards that and. But looking at all their stuff recently, like the pages I was sending you guys that I saw on digital from um, all the Avengers stuff and everything, and yeah. it's just unbelievable. I, I just <clears throat> I can't get over the fact that we're now living through a period where we had to lose the two of them in the same week. You know what I mean, <laughs> it was uh, it was hard. It was very hard. I think I think you nailed it. I mean, they are the both where an art because it's still art because the art is there hugely influential to a generation of artists even to the point for example bill sankiewicz uh, I, I watched an interview yesterday and bill sankiewicz he called neil adams dad it was like his father to him in more than one way not just art- artistically but also as a good friend that helped him uh, in the past and i had him as a support um but neil adams for example to me is is a link in the comic book art history it, it's a link that unites the styles from hal foster um and all that generation of prince valiant mm-hmm. uh, flash gordon and all that sort of classic style Burn Hogarth with Tars and all that sort of comic strips going absorbing the, the, the golden age of American comic and then the Jack Kirby, Steve Disco style and the John Buscema and suddenly Neil Adams appears and Neil Adams has that SLI very stylish anatomically appealing figure mm-hmm. and at the same time it brings that different angles page composition really modern, very dynamic that we saw with Kirby, but he took that just in a different way where Kirby has his whole strength and explosion that comes to the pages. Mm-hmm. Neil Adams knew how to turn down and say, no, I also like this. I'm going to mix both. I'm going to come like that. And he was so influential for so many artists. Um, and you can see that, you know, you have people like Bill Sankiewicz, Mike Grail, um, uh, Mike Nasser and and all the artists that came after that being very much influenced by Neil Adams' style. Mm-hmm. And then okay, some of them move and they they went and they move over from that and they they they, they, they accomplished their own style like Sankiewicz himself. But yeah, Neil Adams was pff, it's a legend yeah. uh, and as you say also an incredible fighter for the rights of comic book creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A fighter for fairness. Um, like, he was the one that brought Schuster and Siegel to the public eye, mm-hmm. I say, when the Superman movie uh, was out, the very first Superman movie, uh, and said, wait a second, these are the guys who actually invented Superman. And they are living in in conditions that it shouldn't be like this. Meanwhile, DC Comics and other companies and other people is making lots of money from them. Uh, so yeah, he was a, a standard defender. And it had to be. 
Uh, and a lot of people may, as you say, not like his uh, way of how he reacts to things. But at the end of the day, he told it as it was. If he didn't like it, he will tell you the face. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, he had nothing to lose. And for goodness sake, it's Neil Adams, you know. It is <laughs> amazing. And George Perez, you couldn't come across of a nicest person all the interviews I read in the past, uh, events that he attended in the United States, in in Spain, everywhere. Uh, he was so, so, so nice to everyone. Uh, an incredible big mountain man. Mm. But it was, it was just, you know, very, very friendly. And in, um, mm. immense, immense amount of pages that he did for Marvel and DC. And curiously, these two artists were for Marvel and DC for many years. Some of, and some of the time, at the same time, simultaneously, and there was no problem. Other artists couldn't do that. They somehow were allowed to, for one reason or the other. Um, other factors intervene, etc. but both of them worked simultaneously for Marvel and DC at some point in their careers. And indeed, they did incredible amount of comics. So it was sad to see both of them going. As you said, Tom, we knew about George Perez, but yeah, Neil Adams was quite um, quite sudden as well. So that was such a shame. I'm sure I heard because Neil Adams had worked on art for other industries before he decided to do comics. He did come in and I think he was doing work for Marvel, maybe. Would it have been Marvel first? I think so. Um, I think it was. Whatever it was, he then went to work for the other company and he didn't do a pseudonym like a lot of them did. Mm. So he got pulled in and said, you know, you can't be working for them and us. Neil Adams was like, (laughs) yeah, I'll be working for whoever I want, you know, kind of thing. So he just carried on doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, how could the. He was that popular, eh? I mean, well, that's the thing, it's, it's just. But I got yeah. stuff and I was I was putting the list of the comics and I was trying to do it chronologically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I was saying Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, mm-hmm. DC, DC, Marvel, Marvel, DC. And and you go through that and it's for both of them. And okay, there's there's times that they are working for one of the publishers, there's times they were for the other, but there's a period they were working for both of them. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. I've actually got an example of George Perez from Topps Comics, which sold in Britain under Dark Horse International. But interestingly, he's neither the artist, penciler, nor the writer. He's actually the inker, Inker. just to show how diverse he was. Kill Kane, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. All five. Yeah. Five of them. Uh Walt Simonson's actually the uh the author to to this. So yeah, you get a good look at his uh, inking skills. You can see uh Richard Attenborough. Yeah. 
but yeah, you can see he's done uh, pretty good work. Because uh, I mean, I I struggle to ink my own work sometimes, so imagine inking someone else's of that caliber. And you can see there with that picture, see the effect. The Velociraptor shadow on the board, like in the film when it walks yeah. and its shadow goes against the uh, the wall. Mm. So here, here he's here he's had to put the shadow on the board to mimic the Velociraptor on the wall, and he's put some gore in as well for good measure. <laughs> uh -huh. So this was sold in the states as as a Topps comic, and here. Dark Horse International were responsible for its uh, distribution. There were 13 uh, Jurassic Park um, British comics that were released in the same run, and the first five of them had the story that was inked by George Perez, yeah. which was the movie adaptation. Shall I, uh, shall I just uh, wrestle through my, my wee list? Yeah. Go for it. It says I feel like I'm on a I'm on a roll here. So Tom might want to look away. But I pulled out the Infinity Gauntlet with Thanos, and uh, you've got to admit this was their this was their. Uh, it looks like Nando's got the actual comics. I've got I cheat. I got the graphic novel. I love the Spanish versions, but yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Marvel weren't going to let anyone loose on this sort of uh, project, so they got their some of their best guys to to work on this. So uh, Ron Lim is also one of the pencilers behind this. It was a pretty big story, and it's what the what the current crop of films were partly based on. So beautiful artwork. Um, next George Perez one I'm going to show you is not a graphic novel. Oh. This is the art of George Perez. Okay, nice. Nice. Ooh. So it is, it is full of artwork of lots of people in the same shot. So it's quite a quite a running theme. They they found uh, one of his specialties and they they kept it going. Mm -hmm. But he's been doing this for decades. Yeah. The last the last chapter is uh, what we what we mentioned about. It was the crossover of the century, Marvel and DC. That's the original project in the 80s. Yeah. Mm. With uh, some more more recent ones. That's the cover of issue three. <laughs> and that's, that has the Guinness record, or had the Guinness record of Jesus. number of characters in one cover, drawn by the same artist. There he is. Um, some, of the, yeah. some of the nice. ins and outs. This is a great nice. book. Yeah. Nice book. And also, if you if you take away the dust jacket. Oh, nice. Oh, the Avengers. That's the outside cover. Who was that by? Like, who put that together? Uh, let's see. Uh, I should also say it's the Marvel art of George Perez. So none of his none of his other stuff except for the crossover was uh, was there. So I know I know that Kirk Busick has an introduction and there's an afterword by Ralph Machio. So I don't see I don't see who else is um 
who else the authors are, I'm afraid. Is it just Marvel that put it out? Yeah. All right, okay. Hence the lack of any other uh, franchise in there. <laughs> I've got with me, I've got my wee pile of four Neil Adams books. So I, I, may, I talked about this one a wee while back. Batman Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was absolutely bonkers, but in an enjoyable way. And today I, I finished reading this, which in a way is kind of like the sequel. And it's one of the most recent, ah, one of the most recent of the Neil Adams work, 2021, the last year he did this. This is what he was doing last year. The artwork's pretty good. It's it's also utterly bonkers as well. It, I mean, uh, I think I'll have to read it over again just to understand what's what is going on. But it's uh, it is enjoyable despite being uh, what's what's sometimes a bit hard to follow. What's that one, Batman? Batman versus Rachel Ghoul. All right. But funnily enough, when you when you get into it after reading it, you're kind of wondering to yourself just how much of it had Rachel Ghoul in it. That's all I'm going to say of it. It's funny because yeah. I heard somebody saying that um, Batman Odyssey read like Neil Adams had dropped all the artwork and then didn't know how to put it all back together, so just kind of stuffed it all back together and <laughs> put it out there. I read it. It's, it's not that bad. It is pretty bad shit, but it's not that bad. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was bad. I mean, I, I I enjoyed some bits. I thought it was a nice new direction. Yeah. Some good artwork. Um, a nice hairy Batman as usual. So I've got uh, I've got Batman: Birth of the Demon Part One. I know David has ran away because uh, Birth of the Demon Part Two might get might get mentioned, but not by me. Well, not after this. So yeah. um, Neil Adams. Um, does the uh, Batman two three two in here, but it doesn't doesn't list it on the page. Oh, so, is it the, uh, is it the backup strip? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. Here we are. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember Neil Adams being on Birth of the Demon. <laughs> here we are. Oh, so this is the uh, prologue. Yeah, that's it. It's got exactly that cover on it. Here we go. So I, I haven't actually read the uh, the prologue. Who else? Is... I was aiming to read the whole thing. Who else is on on that? Or is that an Adams written piece as well? Uh, the rest of it. Adams has only done this prologue. He's been the um, he's the artist behind it. Who's the writer? Uh, uh I'll just I'll soon tell you. <laughs> uh, Denny O'Neill. Oh, nice. Denny O'Neill. I don't, I've yeah. never, I've never read that. But the, the re, the rest of it wasn't Neil Adams. But I'm, I'm planning on reading this up to the, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, I've got, and, I've, uh, I've got part one and two as well. I really need to get yeah. around to reading that. My last Neil Adams. Da, da, da. This is the controversial one where they had, they had, uh, they, they tried to get John Wayne. The only celebrity who refused to to give permission for himself to get put on that cover. Yes, they just put and a it was too late. On. They'd already 
they already drew them in, so they had to they had to adapt to it by putting a mustache on them. Yeah, did they not try and play the fact that it was? Oh, who who did they say it was meant to be instead? Um, I, oh, I can't remember. I hopefully... See, the thing is, you get the pullout, and it shows you all the people with their numbers, but the one that doesn't have a number, see here, that's John Wayne. But yeah, again, it's uh, it's like DC wouldn't give this sort of artwork to uh, someone they weren't sure about, so they chose one of their best artists to do this project. Yeah, that's brilliant. That picture there is fantastic. Oh man, it's, it's going to be said multiple times throughout this thing, but I'm just I'm just so glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I really. I bet, I bet... I better like just flash this in front of David so he, he sort of knows what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> so okay, it's part one. <laughs> I, I, I think he's just told me to something off. <laughs> your your microphone is off, David. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. Just think of all the amusing, interesting things I said about the thing that you missed. You'll never yeah. know. There was, there was something with the off as the second word. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Dave, you want to go next or, or talk? Yeah, I've, been, I've been wandering over because I've been remembering things as you talk. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, he did that. So that's why I've been disappearing because I've been taking more things off the shelves. So I've got a few. Um, I'll do Perez first because I've got less of him. I think I've got I've got this excellent. Uh, he did the he did the cover for the nineteen eighty four Star Trek number one. Great cover. He just did the cover for it, not the inside, but it's a bit of a classic. It's a classic that one. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is on that Star Trek issue, Dave? Oh. I better look and see. I love that cover. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. I'd seen it before, but then you showed it, and I was like, God, man, I love that. <laughs> I think Lovely. this is the Tom Sutton stuff. Uh-huh. Better check, though. Mike W. Barr, writer. And oh. Tom Sutton. Yeah. Yeah, see, you know your onions. No, it's got quite a nice opening by Tom Sutton as well. These Star Trek comics are good. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not missing any pages or duplicates or anything. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> painted with their oh, bum. No. Oh, honestly, some of them. Ever since we went on about that, I just keep seeing that newspaper strips volume two and going, oh. that's got something wrong in it. <laughs> I've, oh. not, I've not got to it yet, but it's got something wrong in it. Uh, yeah. Here's, um, here's George Perez. Oh. Wonder Woman, yeah, from the late eighties when he when they revamped it, magic, great mm-hmm. artwork, classic on a Wonder Woman, eh? Beautiful. That was same time as War of the Gods. <laughs> oh, War of the Gods, yeah, I've got that here. Okay, that's saved. Yeah, um, George Perez and Cindy Martin. Yeah. Um, good on Star Wars comic. Cynthia Martin, she gets called here. Eh? 
She gets called Cindy or Cynthia, and it chops and changes depending on what mood she's in. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Has your one got the posters in the middle? Yeah. The War of the Gods. Cool. Yeah, the Robin and Deathstroke and stuff like that. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Posters. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, uh, Chris Sprouse looks like him. Um, yeah. I think so. Chris yeah, Sprouse, yeah, because yeah, it's good, I like him. the signatures at the side, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, Chris, Chris Sprouse. Isn't it? CS, yeah. Yeah, but George Perez as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they've got them. Oh, great! I know you've already went through them, but I'm just doing it as well. Do it, do it again. Yeah. They are lovely. Sure are. Beautiful. Nice. It's got a good Aquaman at the end of that, actually, the War of the Gods. Uh-huh. It's just a lovely depiction at the end. Just a yeah. couple of, just a couple of panels, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like it. I saw it and was like, yeah, that's Aquaman. That's what I'm talking about. Good good uh, Captain Marvel and stuff, yeah. Was I was looking Phil, up like, Phil Jimenez sorry. did Phil Jimenez started there or did some work in that War of the Gods crossover or something like that. Phil Jimenez who very much influenced by George Perez. I'm not sure he's, it was one of his first jobs or not. Yeah, I've only got obviously the first he did issues, that a long a long uh, stint in Wonder Woman and buff. Oh. Phil Jimenez is probably one of those artists that George yeah. Perez is massive influence on his art. Yeah, I only got the I only got the first issue. Although the continu yeah. the continuation, I could be wrong. I I I do have the trade buys in Spain in my mum's house. <laughs> I've got the I've got this I've got the second issue, but the second issue is it continues on in Wonder Woman. It's War of the Gods yeah. two continues on in in Wonder Woman. Ah right, okay. Oh. And it's. Uh, Atlas Shrugged, which is Perez is writing, and it's Jill Thompson. Penciler. All right. So and then they're not. I might imagine that maybe he you not. Know, it wasn't there that he started. Then. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't sure. know because I, I haven't. I don't I think it's a bell, but I yeah, wasn't sure. I haven't got any further issues. I think. I think that is my favourite cover of that though. Oh. Yeah, I so want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh. War of the Gods. There you are. Wow, look at that. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number three. <laughs> what name are we looking for? Jimenez. Phil Jimenez. Yeah. Phil Jimenez. I wasn't sure if he started or doing some artwork there or he started. Elsewhere, I can't remember. My, oh no, like, he did Teen like Titans, didn't he? He did Teen Titans. Oh, is that it? It must be that then. He did some Teen Titans. Um, oh, yeah, it must be that then. Yeah, uh, that... I was meaning, I was meaning to look up the uh, the comics. Remember that big load of comics I got? That was yeah. full of Teen Titan and Justice League and. And lots of other titles. Uh, lots of other titles that both those artists might have worked on. That's where I got that from, Mike. Was that mm. that was where I got that from? I'd had the war. Yeah. I had the War of the Gods, 
I had the War of the Gods 1 and 2 with the Wonder Woman and I managed to get those two uh, nice. 49 and uh, 53 out of that, out I of that got, pile. I probably got about 30 of the comics up in the attic. If he, if, he had, if he had had more of those Wonder Woman ones, I would have had them in a heartbeat. Ah, that was where that page, oh, that page that I said. Finished that. Finished that by Phil Jimenez. Yeah. Ah, I was right. You were right. Yes, he ringed the bell somewhere. There you are. <laughs> I still got it. I still got still it. Still got it. Still got it, man. That was where that that issue forty nine, the Wonder Woman. That was where that page came from with the the Justice Chris League. Strauss. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, that's the one. The Justice League one. Mm. Nice. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> that um that comes on Classic FM like every day and it's great. <laughs> of course it's great. It's just great when you're you're driving about and all of a sudden you can just hear I'm like, yes, turn it up. <laughs> good, nice. good. What are the gods? What are, what the, are gods? the gods? Here's a, a wee oddity that I'd kind of forgotten about. This is Deathlock. Ah. Rich Buckler. Ooh. Yeah. Rich Buckler. And there's a little two part bit at the bat at the end. And it's just like a joke thing about them trying to make this comic. But it's drawn by George Perez. Yes. To a two-page comedy thing at the at the end. <laughs> I'd actually kind yeah. of forgotten about it. But I was looking him up, thinking, I wonder if I've got any of his stuff I've forgotten. And it came up, Astonishing Tales 25 Death Walk. I thought, what? He didn't do that. <laughs> and, I went, and I went looking in right enough, yeah. Ray Buckler was uh, kind of his... Sort of master. I mean, he George Perry was yeah. really back was Potrige when he started, and that's probably one yeah. of his first jobs he did for Marvel. Mm. That uh, the thing uh, and Deathlock. Oh, that's the that's for Marvel two and one. That's the the Pegasus saga. Could be. Uh, yeah, Project Pegasus. Project Pegasus. Yeah, yeah, yes. Look at him. Look at that character. Oh. Oh. He's angry. Do you know, that was a... Sorry to harp on again, but that was a 10p in the old comic book oh. Marshalls. Oh. Beautiful. Art oh. Widow. Oh. Marvel fanfare. <laughs> <Get the best laughs> Marvel fanfare. Yeah. Black Widow. Marvel fanfare issues. Which I forgot to bring down. But yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Well, this is in my head now. Uh, this is my one of my favourite Batman stories that I got when I was a kid. Batman, Detective Comics, the house that haunted Batman. Yeah. Mm. And this was a, a reprint. I mean, I didn't care at the mm. time. I was just a kid. But it was a reprint of an early 70s one in 1978 yeah. or 7. I've got the British version where it's in two parts at the back of the the uh, Fleetway Studios, Fleetway oh, yeah? editions. Mm. Is that like a pocket book or? 
No, it's an actual like uh, you know. Remember they they used to do like um, bigger than A4 size comics. Oh yeah, the superheroes <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing was when I was pulling out the Jurassic Park comics, um, I I was looking through the same container that I've got the Fleetway Studios um, Batman ones, and I, I looked at some of the Batman ones, but I forgot to pull that one out because I knew of it from the cover that it was one of uh, Neil Adams' work. I wish I'd been a bit more thorough. You know, it was very powerful, even as a kid, to read mm-hmm. the Neil Adams stuff. Because he added that slight element of realism, you know. Mm-hmm. Staff to say realism, because it's not real, yeah. but it's slightly more... Realistic. He, he, yeah. he uses a lot of the the cartoony action and that, like Kirby, but then he's just drawing everything ever slightly more anatomically correct. Correct, but also his his design, his the panels and everything, you know. Yeah. And look at the lighting on that character there and everything, you know. So reading this, it was pretty. You couldn't help but be impressed by it when you were just a just a wee kid. It was slightly scary. Well, I suppose this one, how was it <laughs> Batman? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> But this, I mean, look, even he's getting shot at there, Batman, and the door behind him opens, and he's fallen into it. And you can sort of feel the, the weight of him falling backwards, mm. you know. And then he's creeping about and, and meets the other people in the Justice League. And <clears throat> it's just spooky and scary, and it's really a great bit of work. And this page here with the, where he's getting, Batman's getting crushed in between the walls. And then it's all just, the bottom panel is just all black crushing in on him. It's very good. I never really um I never stopped loving this issue of the Batman. I thought it was one of the greatest ones. And then the fight scenes as well are really kinetic. You know, you can feel everybody getting battered about pow. And everybody looks like they weigh a ton. Yeah. <laughs> pow. I do love Great. that. Yeah. I've always loved that, that... little fight scene. Yeah, I think I always think of um, when him and like when uh, Adams would draw him and Ra's al Ghul fighting. Mm-hmm. When they, you know, when they were fighting with their tops off, but Batman still got the cowl on. Yeah, um, and it's just the swords, mm-hmm. you know, swinging so close to the the chest, you can feel it. You can almost feel the the blade just just missing the abdomen, sort of thing. You're like Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and Batman's standing there all fucking hairy. <laughs> yeah, he's a real hairy seventies guy. I love it. I love that Adams draws Brilliant. him all hairy because I always think like that. Yes, he would be. You know what I mean? Guy's got testosterone running through him like blazes. He'd be he'd be like a fucking yeah. bear, like detective chimp. <laughs> you know, I always hate to be sidetracked by the ads, but but this one has got uh, AAU shoes. And this was a wee... I, I loved it when they did wee, another wee comic as the advert. You know, put these shoes on and you'll be able to defeat the villain, you know? <laughs> Magic. And so this is all, This is just in my brain from reading this a million times. And like about three weeks ago online, an advert popped up on Facebook and it was for these shoes. <laughs> and oh my God, they're real. And I thought I must buy a pair of them. So that's the power of advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but who, that's a that's a great one. Who else? Who wrote that? Oh, who wrote it? it was that was, Denny? Uh, Marv Wolfman, I think. Was it Marv? Oh, let's just check. 
the terrible print and you can barely read it. Yeah, I know. Len Wein and Marv Wolfman. Mm-hmm. By Neil Adams and Dick Giordano. Okay, here's an here's another one. This was a good uh, Oh yes. Lovely. X Men Annual. This was a great one of Neil Adams. Uh, Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas scripter, Tom Palmer Inks. And introducing the penciling wizardry of Neil Adams. What year was that? It was the year that I was still living at this address that I've written <laughs> on it. Early 80s. Uh, let's see what it says. Oh. No. 1970-something. Yeah, but I'm talking about this book. Oh, the, the UK printing, okay. Yeah, this was like early 81 or 82, something like that. But this is like late 60s stuff, isn't it? Or maybe yeah, early 60s. 60, 60, 68, 69? Uh-huh. Is it just an... Is it just an X Men annual when it's printed across well, here? Do you know the call? It's the it's the annual format, but they call, they did a few of these collectors edition. They called it. Oh, all oh, right, collectors okay. edition. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to say it wasn't an annual. I just because thought, they, you could keep it in a shop for longer. Yeah. You know, they throw all the annuals in the bin in January. Yeah, that's true. They end up on the floor. Yeah, so call this one a collectors edition instead. <laughs> I just always thought that if it came across here, it just instantaneously became an annual. You know what I mean? Especially if it was like that. Oh well, this this is a British. This is a British book, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand dreams, yeah. There was a point in the late eighties where they were advertising these kind of books in the U.S. Marvels. You know, in the adverts. Oh. And it would say like new imported from the U.K. British editions. Did it enough? And we did think at the time, hey, look at that, they're selling annuals <laughs> in the actual US marbles. It's, it's funny because Americans are always perplexed by that. Like you say to them that annuals here were like big hardback things, and they're like, what? <laughs> they just don't yeah. get it. Yeah, they don't have that culture. So this is. Um, this was the kind of the original. Well, we didn't get into the new X Men yet, so we had some new additions like Havoc and all that. But he's still very dramatic, you know. Cyclops let him loose there. Pow! Wasn't Jesus. Hang, he's never hanging about, you know. Everything <laughs> was catastrophic when Neil was drawing it. Surprised anybody oh, survived. <laughs> I remember reading that as a kid and thinking it was a wee bit. Oh yeah, that's, that that's a great fall. Yeah, great it's page composition. Like, it doesn't. It's like it's like what what order? What? It's a bit. Con- I could see they were. He was playing with it a bit, but it was like, well, by the time you've come down here, would you go back up there? Or? Yeah, yeah. I remember going. Wait, it's cool, but is it? But that's all it is. Is it confusing the issue? Oh. Oh. Sorry. Sorry for saying that, Neil. Yeah, because because he, he falls down and it's all and there's four panels and then he's and then he goes, What's that? You have to go up, back up there for what's that? It's that move, isn't it? It's it's going down to the bottom of the page and then having to go back to the top right. Yeah. 
No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. And then, and also, it starts here. The sequence starts at the bottom. Mm. So it starts there, and then it's up to there. And really, when you're reading, you go there, don't you? You go. They yeah, needed, so, the, uh... so the so the order is there, and then there, and then down, and then back up there. So what we will call that one a noble experiment. Yeah, it looks cool, <laughs> but it was there was a wee bit of a confusion. They needed David Robertson on editorial. No, yeah, right. I'm going to tell Neil Adams so I'll leave his call. Yeah, I'm it's very doubtful, but yeah. does it actually say who the editorial team was? Oh well, probably. Give somebody a credit. Because then you can just rip them instead. <laughs> Stan Lee, editor. <laughs> Stan was the man still, late 60s. He had so, pissed off at the Hollywood jet. Somebody was showing it, shoving it in his face and going, there you go. And he goes, all right, cool. <laughs> is he, is, is, is his age old question, is, uh, is Spider Man still at school? Is he? I, I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't be ragging on Stan. Actually, yeah, fuck it, I should. Neil would, so <laughs> I will. <laughs> it adds credence to that story that Stan Lee telling him, look, you can't be working at DC when you're working here. Yeah. And Neil going, oh yeah, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could just see his face, like... Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> just well, laughing at him. What? Yeah. Yeah, thought, the way it's going. Yeah, thanks very much, man. We're going to draw the spectre now, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've got, uh, you know, I like my War of the Worlds comics. Yes. So this War, this war of the Worlds that was, uh, it was, uh, like, wait a minute now, I'm getting confused here. I should have, why have I got this out? <laughs> I'm now doubting George is involved with this, but he must be somewhere. I knew it was Howard Chaikin. Sorry, guys. I've not done my prior work here. Oh. That's, we're, we're all about professional. That's right. <laughs> here. That's right. I'm wondering if he did that cover. Uh, I'm just going to do the old cursory Google search, mate. Do, do a search for Amazing Adventures 18. Let's see. I'm confused now. Maybe I'm mm. maybe I'm wrong. I'm getting oh, a lot. Wait, I'm put, getting a lot of War of the Gods, but none of the. Put that to one side. Amazing Pretend that never happened. Amazing Adventure eighteen. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong there. This is good, is it? War of the Worlds. Amazing Adventure eighteen. Kill Raven. Yeah, <clears throat> I would check in inside. Hmm. There's no, there's no sign of him, is there? No, there's nothing. You know what? Tying Do you know what? Checklist here, all of this work, and that that one doesn't appear. No. Okay, I've got confused because why the hell am I talking about George Perez? It's art by Howard Jake and Neil Adams. We're still on Neil Adams. Oh uh, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's take that from the top. My next Neil Adams <laughs> is uh, this. Uh, <laughs> It's War of the Worlds. It's Neil Adams and Howard Taken. Uh, oh, yeah. And that, that just, uh, there was no confusion there whatsoever about that. 
<laughs> no, because it was very clear. It was yeah. Neil Adams. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, right. We knew that from the so beginning. So, David, yeah. David, yeah. what, what yeah. did George Perez do in that comment? <laughs> oh, he, Mike, he's not involved with us. Can you pay attention? That's what I mean. I'm, I'm being clear here. Yeah, he said that earlier on. He's not involved yeah, in yeah. that comment. <laughs> so, there you are. Apologies for that. Uh, Pointless confusion. I don't know what happened. I had a brain fart there. This comic is based in 2018 in the future. <laughs> there it is. The Martians have come back to Earth in 2018 AD or 2018, depending on whatever way you want to say it. Do I? And, I'm sorry. And it's, uh, yeah, it definitely looks like Neil Adams. It does. It's quite, it's quite early. You're totally oh. doubting yourself now with everything, aren't you? 1973. No, it's just, you know, sometimes you look and you go, yeah, it's definitely him. Yeah. This, you've got Howard Chaikin in it as well, so it looks a bit like Howard Chaikin. I, uh, I didn't buy a lot of this Kilraven stuff. I was, I, I bought the, the initial ones. Always see that panel there. He's hitting the. Um, I always thought, is he cutting that guy's hand off? It's hard to see. But I think he is. Mm. It's just completely obscured. So that's another Neil Adams. Great. What else? Do I have it? I, I might have this story very, very wrong. Go I'm going to run about you guys and see if I've got it right. Have I got it right in thinking that Frank Miller took work to Neil Adams and kept taking stuff to him until he eventually got him a job? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, is it? Am I, I right? Frank Miller's saying that. Right. Yeah. Am Neil I right? This drawing sucks. Yeah, and he kept he kept redoing stuff and taking pages to him like every day for like a month or something, or even longer. And then eventually yeah. he came in with some pages. Neil Adams picked up the phone and got him a job doing like, I don't know, was it something on? Oh God, what was it? I don't remember those details. The bit of the story I remember is all the time he was telling him his artwork was shite. He was also saying, but one thing you do have the storytelling done. You're able to read it. You're able to follow it. Yeah, you know it looks like shit, but it does make sense. God, what am I thinking of? It is, yeah, yeah, that's at least somebody's got the same kind of story. I'm, I'm sure it was. I've got it in my head that it was Frank kept going into him and, and giving him these pages, and then eventually he was like, right, and got my job on something. I see that I'm now thinking, <laughs> I'm now thinking it's either that or it's Howard Chaikin. <laughs> <laughs> and it's some and it's somebody else that I'm thinking of with Howard Chicken, but it's one of the two. Can't remember. Ah, fuck it. Doesn't matter. It's just a, it. it was a random thought, and I was like, I'm sure this is true, but no. Anyway, it's true. It's true-ish. <laughs> Ish. true-ish. It feels right, but so I've so got, so wrong. I've got a Captain Victory. Oh, Jack Kirby here, issue three. And in the back of that is the backup is uh, Neil Adams. Are you sure? Ms. Mystic. Ms. Mystic. 
it's like five or six pages. It's before he's put this into its own comic. It's a backup in this. I don't know if this is the first appearance of Miss Mystic or not, but it's like a wee prologue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Neil's right in this as well, you know. Good. Coming in 1982, it says, Ms. Mystic. And Ms. Mystic's legs are made up of, like, zipatone. They disappear into, she's black at the top and their Ooh, legs disappear lovely. down into zipatone. Yeah. And that, ha- that happens every panel. That's nice. The lower half of her body isn't quite there. Mm. See, see the legs there? So that's quite interesting. Another little oddity there. And then you've got all that Kirby goodness. But we better not get sidetracked on that. <laughs> be here forever. <laughs> oh, maybe have a wee, a wee flash of it. <laughs> Look at that. Grabbing that monster. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Always great. <laughs> and here's a do you know I was going to here's a comics journal with a Neil Adams cover and interview oh lovely that's a good one there's a lot in that if any you wanted to have a read of that it's numbers, talking about the guild and all that number is that number 72 he's talking a lot in this about making a film he's making a film in this he's, come, he's got a lot of very straight ahead you know when he gets interviewed, he's very straight ahead, eh? It's mm-hmm. like it's like what's the, what's the answer? What do you think? And he says, so, "Yeah, well, this and that and that." Yeah. And then when any, and then when anybody's like, "Yeah, but maybe maybe this and that," he's like, "This and that." <laughs> you know, there's no time for, you know. Yeah. Kind of be doubting things. He's bang. He's thought about it. He's figured it out. He's going. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, love so that. it's a personality. Type, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit like Ridley Scott in these interviews as well. Yes, but yes, Biff, Biff Baff Bosch. It's yeah, maybe... Ridley, maybe no, <laughs> bang, that's it. The, Next question. The good thing about Rid- Ridley with that though is that if somebody asks him about something that he doesn't know, he doesn't then extrapolate and say a big thing, he just goes, Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, Oh, oh okay, else. yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh, right, okay. Uh, oh. Were you thinking about such and such? Maybe. Not sure. It's like, oh, oh right. Uh, okay, next question. <laughs> I kind of got that with that interview with Kev, though, with, with Neil Adams. Like, these, they, they two clearly got on and were clearly very friendly and towards each other. And obviously, there was a lot of admiration from Kev towards Neil, and he was just almost like a person sitting cross-legged in front of his granddad listening to the old stories, you know. Um, that was what it was like. It came, it came across that way. He would just, like, ask him one question, Neil was off, you know what I mean? But you did get that, that, like, occasionally Kev would go, oh, is that what it was like? And he'd go, yes, very much so. And it was like, oh, you know, there was no doubt in whatever he said that was, it was. You know what I mean? That's the answer. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, was it was it really like that? Yeah, well, that's what I just said. You know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, fuck, all right, okay. There's a good bit in that, but I mean, as you can imagine, somebody like Groth interviewing Neil Adams, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, when Groth interviews anybody, it's kind of time to 
he's going to get to it, ain't? And Neil's like, and he's asking him about the comics guild. And what's the status of the guild? Is it still going mm-hmm. and all that? And Neil, Neil's sticking to this. Oh yeah, the guild's still there. It's still up and running. So whenever it's needed, it'll be in. It's going. <laughs> it's there. And Gross like, yeah, but right now, what is the status? What's what is it doing now? You know, and he's like, yep, it's there. <laughs> whenever you know. And Groth just pushing to say the the guild's fucked, is it? The guild's gone, <laughs> right? And Neil's no having it. He's like, no, just right now, it's no needed. So, and they have this wee dance for a, a couple of pages, and neither. You know, Ad- Adams is absolutely not going to say the guild failed, so we've split it up. It's fizzled away. He's not going to say that under any circumstances. Nice. Yeah. Good. Interesting. Good. I like him so stick- sticking to his convictions. That's yeah, he's good. like, no, 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 I did the guild. The guild's good. <laughs> <laughs> so the, and this is um, a Christmas one, the silent night of the Batman. Is that many fights, Santa? <laughs> no, no. Oh, he's no fighting son, eh? Of course not. This is in Christmas with the superheroes. You're the Hulk fought Santa. <laughs> oh, eh. So this one is the silent night, and it's when he's he's going up carol singing all night. And he's oh, singing right. uh, jingle bells, jingle bells, and all that. And there he is dashing through the snow, Batman. <laughs> oh, no, it's Daredevil. It's Daredevil I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's Daredevil yeah. fighting Santa. Santa's had that. And it was Matsukele. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's born, it was born again, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking of. Well, you know, Batman, Daredevil. It's easy confusion. <laughs> Good heavens, it's six o'clock. We've been singing all night. We haven't been disturbed hey. by one report of robbery, murder, drug peddling. Anything. <laughs> it's like the spirit of Christmas. Peace, too cold on everyone. <laughs> wow, that's the happy ending. And then Batman. So he's had a whole Christmas. Christmas Eve, is it? It must be Christmas Eve, or maybe it's Christmas night. But anyway, he was out and ready to fight and batter people as usual, but nothing mm-hmm. came up. Oh, there he is, flying off, going home dejected. Silent Night of the Batman. Merry Christmas, everybody. For 2,000 years, mystics have experienced the many mysteries surrounding Christmas. Today, there is one more. Wow. In this holiday season of goodwill, peace from Mike Friedrich, Neil Adams, and Dick Giordano. Smashing. That's a nice one to end on, isn't it? <laughs> Batman didn't get to punch one guy in the face. <laughs> what good is Batman if he's just singing? We don't want that. We don't want, we don't want singing and happiness. We want, we want it, it still puts fear and terror into yeah. the hearts of the guilty. Yeah, that's right. Fucking right, it does. <laughs> Although Batman can sing, if you've ever seen the Justice League TV series, the cartoon. Oh, is he a good singer? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, One of his many skills. He is Batman, after all. Yeah, he goes, of he can sing. He goes around all the time going, na 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 Batman. <laughs> I, I was going to say, he sounds like Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra, but yeah, that'll, that'll be good as well. <laughs> 
Big crooner. Mm. <laughs> um, so that's Neil Adams, eh? And uh, George. Well, I I know. Um... Oh wait, Nando, have you gone through your stuff? You haven't, have you? No, no. Well, I'll, I haven't. I'll go quickly through mine because, like I said, I only had a small a small pile here um, that I could think of. But I think I've actually got more uh, now that you've started going through all yours. I'm like, I'm sure I've got other ones there. Uh, one that you're probably sure to mention, Nando, is the Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hard Traveling Heroes. Yep. Yep. Um, so, right here. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that to you, seeing how you'll have the issues. But oh, come, but you. come on, come on, come on! <laughs> Look at that cover. Yeah. It's just incredible. This is a classic. This I mean, just... it, it didn't. I mean, it helped as well. Obviously, that it was, it was tackling like major issues, and that's what everybody goes on about as well as the fact yeah. that Denny was covering all these major issues and everything as well. Um, but the way those pages are constructed and illustrated, that that famous page of you know, answer me that Mister Green Lantern with his head, yeah, just coming through the panel, and yeah. him with his head hanging down is just oh my god, so effective. And there's so many angles in this that I just I can never get over. You know, the camera looking, it's like down at their feet looking up at them. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Well, Neil Adams, he always experimented with the angles and the page composition and how, you know, and how the angles would come and how you would look at the character and he would use that to emphasize whatever the character was saying or or, or the narration of the story. It was another element he added. He was really good at that. Yeah. Really, really good. I definitely think his Green Arrow is what I think about. It's just. Unbelievable. Nobody draws a pair of green tights like fucking Neil Adams, man. Um, But that cover as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Just absolutely beautiful. Love it. Anyway, um, there's also a pin-up in the back of Batman Black and White with the lovely Toth cover. Um, Neil Adams pin-up. Where is it? Look at this bad boy. I was like going through it, going, I'm sure there's a, a Neil Adams piece in this, I'm positive. And the minute I stumbled across it, I was like, holy shit. The glint off of that dagger. Unbelievable. It's gorgeous. Hmm. Uh, we also have. Um, Neil Adams to thank for believe it or not a certain uh, issue of Black Sat yeah because credited on Amarillo if you remember yeah. Amarillo is the one with the uh, the long yellow car on the front cover yeah. um, Neil Adams was the translator yeah. Um and there's a little bit from neiladams.com that says Neil Adams and Blacksad. Blacksad Amarillo was translated by of all people Neil Adams, a pretty darn famous comic book artist and writer. He actually begged to do the translation for free if necessary, 
<laughs> yes. Although, da- right, yeah. although Dark Horse insisted on paying him, he begged editor Diana shut Diana Schutz uh, because he's such a fan of writer Juan Diaz Canales. Uh, oh, and artist um, who I can always butcher his name, so I'll just say Guarnido. Um, and their noir feature, Black Sad. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's so strange. It's like, you know, Neil Adams' translation. And I was thinking, like, what, what, what did he translate? Did he actually translate the full thing? Or did somebody do the bulk of the translation? Then he went, like, no, that's not what you would say there. That's not what you would say there. Or was he, was he just fluent in French or Spanish or whatever, you know what I mean, that came across? Like, I would guess it's French. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the curious thing. You have two Spanish creators doing a a French comic and then Neil Adams translates into English. Wow, that's just magic. There you are. Yeah. (laughs) It's fantastic. But, you know, Neil had the same thing that we all did with Black Sad when he said... But Neil Adams, I mean, if you remember from the videos from Takota, Yep, which is they are from the late sixties, early seventies, and he is there with the French and Belgian artists, and they are speaking in French. True, yeah, that's very true. Actually, yeah, I never thought about that. You know, so possibly, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually fluent in French. Well, he put a good, he put a good spin and then on. He them. did a translation there, so I'm, I'm no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He did That's a good spin on the words as well, if that was the case, because I mean it's pitch perfect. I mean it's pitch perfect Sorry. in every issue anyway, but that was that was utterly pitch perfect. Yeah. Uh, he had the same thing that we did though, you know, reading this bit on neiladams.com, it's when Neil Adams read the first book, uh, somewhere between the shadows, he realised that it had been sim- simply translated and not nuanced with American idioms. Ed- so all yeah. these beautiful illustrations were sometimes awkward to read. So Neil begged, and they let him. They let him do it, <laughs> and Neil is happy. <laughs> um, but that's just that's tremendous. And I just think about that of like, you know that 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 issue is is really well done. It's 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 one of the more sort of complex ones as well, where. You know, certain characters that have been throughout it get sidelined, and new ones get brought in and stuff as well. So it's it's interesting that they would bring him on to do the translation for that one. It's good, but I just I good, remember good, good. I always remember that. Uh, the last ones that I had that are in my collection are, are Perez. Uh, there's a couple of issues of X Men from this little pocket book, Uncanny X Men. I think it's Wanted Wolverine Dead or Alive. Um, well, that a... must be the annual. Yeah, it is. The annual, yeah. Which is... Annual number three? Three, yep. Uh, God, what's the... <laughs> I need to get the actual name. A Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Annual number three. Uh, King Size Annual X-Men. The awesome attack of Archon. Archon, yes. Terry Austin doing the inks. Yeah. Chris Clarman and the mm-hmm. as the writer. Yeah. Yep. Classic. Yep. Where the credits are actually in the window 
on the little newsstand there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That, oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Oh, the memories. Oh yes. <laughs> oh. But I got that. It's in my mum, mum and dad's house. Yep. I read it so many times. George Perez and Terry Austin. Oh. It's fucking incredible, and it's funny because it's like oh, it's great. It's like first three panels, and you're going, "Yep, definitely Perez." <laughs> you know, big yeah, massive it's... lightning bolt explosion. It's like, oh yeah, um, it's it's great. I love seeing him depict um, Colossus. I don't know, man. It just he he's got so much detail in his artwork, and you know he's not doing anything really. When you when you look at it, he's got just the principles of standard comic book art really but he just takes it to a whole new level unbelievable anyway I'm going to end up sitting there forever with that I uh, also had um, Superman Returns to Action Comics this is one I picked up in Mike's box oh yeah that was just Perth. yeah run on Superman yeah beautiful Perez cover as well yeah. That actually says uh, George Perez in homage in homage to Joe Schuster. Yeah, the Superman issue one. Yeah. Cover. Yep. A homage to it. But it's uh, he's credited as story and breakdowns, and finished art is Brett Breeding, but you can see Perez all over it. Yeah. Especially in Superman's face. gorgeous it's a good story actually um you know he's coming back and he's like oh i thought i'd never smell that air again and all this kind of stuff and he's like this is great and he's picking up jimmy and being like oh i'm so glad to see you and he's all excited and a bit almost crushes his ribs and stuff and then he's just taken off just flying away he's still in sight and clark kent walks in and it's like oh what and he's he's there with lois uh, there with not lois he's there with uh Oh, God, what's her name? Uh, oh, balls. I've lost it. Barry White. No, no, women. Amy Olsen. Women. Katie Grant. Oh, my God, who is it? That's going to bug me. Ah, oh, fuck it, I've forgotten. <laughs> Betty Brand. Is it? No, that's a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve cause... Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Stop confusing me. Um... Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, no, I've lost it. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But anyway, yeah. Um But yeah, Clark Kent comes in and then it like the whole issue finishes with Superman getting home, he's changed back into Clark Kent. Uh, and he comes in and there's like, like a big massive explosion at his house. And he, he, he's like, great, Scott, and comes in and opens the door and hears, uh, well, what's left of the door, and hears uh, Superman laid out on the floor. So it's Clark Kent, Clark Kent that was Superman looking at Superman who was Clark Kent lying out on the floor all clothes and tatters, everything. There you go. A wild night out for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I found it interesting how there's... Uh... Uh, Clark Kent and a Lois Lane in the Marvel 
canon. Oh yeah, he said. Universe. Yeah, they're not they're not super powered, but they're there for the occasional marvels. There's also these two obvious Titans. And we've already spoken about it, but Wonder Woman is just another another run of it, you know. Gods and mortals. They were just the collections from Eagle Moss that I've got, but um I've read loads of the Titans. And obviously I've got single issues and stuff of Wonder Woman. Because I think Perez is Wonder Woman's I think that's probably that was probably one of my first kind of encounters of Wonder Woman when I think about it. Uh Maybe old issues of like when like our first appearances and stuff I'd maybe seen in like a collection of you know where they put them all together and they showcase things, maybe something like that um but yeah, apart from that, it was probably that stuff from Perez when I think about it because it's the big hair that I always remember more than anything. he just drew her beautifully um he's probably the best you know he's probably Actually, yeah, yeah, I think he's probably the best artist to do her, to be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just getting, I'm, I'm like thinking about it, and I'm sitting looking at all this in front of me going, ah. Oh. <laughs> so I start? Yeah. Have you finished, Tom? Yeah, that's me. That's me, man. That's, that, that's, that's what I've, well, that's what I've, I've, dug out so far but knowing my luck I'll end up you know it'll be three days later and I'll be sending you pages like look 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 look, look what I found <laughs> dead like that. Yeah. so I start with um, Neil Watch Adams and Deadman um, he did Deadman look at the cover <laughs> Just look at it <laughs> Just the, the the work on all the faces. Yeah. You know, and that's just all individual. All the detail, all individual. You know, all you you. It makes you think. Oh, there must be people that he knows, so there must be relevant characters. Or, but not necessarily. No, it's just faces. Yeah. Just faces. That's it. You know, um, this is very early. Uh, Neil Adams this is nineteen. 1967. Jeez. Yeah, and um, let's see some of the. Look at that box. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to. I need another another hand. So it starts very. That's not Nidal, but it starts here. Oh, that's something that he retouched, which I hate. <laughs> that's more classic yeah it's just when he started to retouch and recolor so that's the cover that we see beautiful that's the one. yeah that's more the original the, that's more the original cover yeah. yes the other one's taken through photoshop a couple of times and then oh, here, look at the, the layout of those nice pages page. and look at the pages here and how the layout of the pages imitate the, the crackle of the and the lightning you know so it's just that's fantastic how he plays with the angles of the camera you know looking at the character just fantastic stuff um he was he was always you know experimenting and working and, and trying to get things 
feel that bunch there. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Let's get the angle right. <laughs> attack. Yeah. Greatest staff, so yeah, dead man. Another one just kind of skip some pages there. Look at all those panels. That's all <laughs> oh, love. David loves it. Look at all those panels and all that. It's just fantastic stuff. Just fantastic, you know. Why are you gonna do it, you know? Three by three. Nah, let's just do all these fun angles <laughs> and let's let's just make it funky, you know. That's <laughs> good. No it. It's just it's just go. Yeah. Oh no, no, that man. You were here, you know. It's just great stuff. So yeah, that's another cover that's quite. Mm. Or you might have seen this illustration as well. That's oh another. yeah. Um, a lot of the covers there. Kill with Batman! Oh my god! I wanted Batman to find my killer, but instead I'm <laughs> causing his death! <laughs> you know? And then in that first story is Deadman, and what he tried is, is trying to find who killed him. And that's the, the mo that's the the engine of the story, you know? It moves forward, and it, so he's just trying to do detective work, and you know, and Look at that. Look at all the artwork. How at the same time is dynamic. There's. Oh, I love it's that. It's just great. It's just lovely. And it's just, you know, here there's no there's no superheroes and tights or anything. It's just guys. <laughs> you know, there's a gun. There's someone just in the shooting, you know, running around. Just great stuff. <laughs> great. So, yeah, Neil Adams. Wonderful stuff. So, yeah, Dead Man. Gonna move on to something else. I'm gonna move to Marvel. Savage Sword of Conan number 14. The Shadows in Zambula. So that's a black and white. And we have a story that Neil Adams drew. And Roy Thomas did the, the story. And it's Neil Adams and the, the bunch. All the different artists and inkers that were working and living together and doing all that sort of work. So probably they're finishing or inking the the art there. But look at those faces. Look at this. Look at the detail. It's just fantastic. <laughs> the stuff. Look at it. You dare to do those angles, you know? How do you come with that idea? You know. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, and I'm gonna do it from here. I'm gonna do a Jill Kane square <coughs> too. I'm gonna make it, you know, even farther down <laughs> from a funny angle to do it. But it's great. It's, it's just fantastic. And here, oh, <laughs> she's being captured. Come on, Conan. She's been a lot more than captured. Rescue her. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. All black and white. Oh, Conan, you're so handsome. I fancy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there you are. Some savage sort of Conan. 
I think we we spoken about this one, the first federation mm. uh, appearance of Russell Gold, I believe. Now this is a it's just a modern red print, okay? It's not the original. Mm. <laughs> we want <laughs> the money. Now this one is something that you were showing the other day, Tom, and that's the Avengers. Um, and this is one of my the saga of the Kree Scroll War. Is when Ant-Man goes inside. Yep. Uh, the Vision, and it's just great stuff. And it's who's it on? Coming. Who's it on Inks again? I'm totally. I think it's. Uh, I want to say Tom Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Pretty sure it's Tom Palmer. I'll conf- yeah, Tom Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Palmer is in the Tintas. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great stuff. The Avengers, too. That's gorgeous. See, see what's going on. The reflection and the lenses. I'm just trying to get yeah. this. See the reflection in the lenses of the helmet of Iron Man. Mm. Yeah. What he's, you know, trying to find out how he's gonna do it, where he's gonna go to fix the vision. And who's the writer on that again? Is it Chris Claremont? Uh, Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas. Why yeah. does he call it Chris Claremont? Fucking hell. Okay, well, I'm getting myself all mixed up. But yeah, Avengers. Well, that's a kind of show. Now, this one is it's a comic with different artists. This is a cover by Neil Adams, but also George Perry has a page of two here as well. That's the Heroes Against Hunger. Oh, yeah. So one of those specials that they did in the 80s. Marvel did one as well. Um, but, yeah, that one is one of those where well, we have Neil Adams and George Perry in the same comic. Um, so we can get this out and find out the pages. If I can. <laughs> Damn it. Right. So, page one and 48 is George Perry. I can see the lines in the cover there. Yeah, Neil Adams is only doing the cover on this one. And George Perez is doing the pages 1 and 48. So he's doing that one and must be the last one as well. Yeah, that's George Perez. The comic that both of them collaborated and here we have Batman and Superman. Move on! Move on, because there's more. There's more to go and show. Now, George Perez <laughs> also did some Fantastic Four. And that was the time roundabout where Power Man joined the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four. Yeah. For the newers, the, the people, Power Man, Luke Cage. Yeah. People of my generation is Power Man. It's not Luke Cage. <laughs> and there's some, there's some other artists here in these issues because there's few artists going on but there you are so we have Roy Thomas, George Perry, Joe Sinod this is Fantastic for 167 and he has oh the Hulk and the thing there you are 
any comic that has the Hulk in it is cool. <laughs> like any comic with the Ghost Rider as well, it's cool. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what people say. <laughs> Fantastic! It's just yes. Look at them! Let's go! I don't know where the hell are they going for? Eh? <laughs> Look just at that them. face! <laughs> yeah, it's just mental. But these are these are early issues of. It's uh, one of the first jobs that George Perez did for Marvel. Um, what else I have here? Oh, I have here classic. Look at this beauty. Who was who was Logan's on? Run. Who was on writing on that um, Fantastic Four? Uh, Roy Thomas. Oh, fucking hell. He's, yeah. he's, he's not half getting about. <laughs> so George Perez also did Logan's Run. Logan's Run. He did issue one to six, I think. So one to five, one to six, something like that. But yeah, Logan's Run. And the first issues are the adaptation of the the film, the movie. Logan's Run, that's really nice. You got these ones, David, or you got some yeah. of them. Yeah, I've got the first two, I think. You gave me the second one. I think I gave you a repeat, so... Yeah. And then he also did... He first ran with the Avengers, George Perez. And at that time, this is round about when I started to read the Avengers. And we had the Guardians of the Galaxy. And and you are just the beast running because the alarm is on. Oh, what's going on, you know? And it's just... The sheer structure pair. Look at that, all the detail. Uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury's white. Yeah. Uh, so what? Yeah, look at It's just all the classic George Perez stuff with the original Guardians of the Galaxy. There you are. Great stuff. Here we have. Just some other covers, other issues by by Perez. I think uh, Jim Shooter started to write some of these stories. I believe he was the editor as well. And so yeah, great run. And now I have something here that Tom would love: Justice League of America 200. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, this is beautiful. This one. This is a beautiful issue. Uh, so there's different artists on it. The main story is penciled by George Perez. I'm gonna have to open it like that because it's a. <sighs> see if I can. You can see, guys. It's kind of like a double cover. Oh yeah. Okay, but look at the. We go Jim Aparo, Terry Austin, Brian Boland, Red Breeding, Pat Brodery, Jerry Conway, Frank Yacoya, E. Giordano, Carmine Infantino, Jill Kane, Joe Cooper, and Josh Perez. You know, just, just some guys they found. <laughs> but yeah, this is a lovely classic 1982. And then the the splitting teams, 
and then each artist that's Pat Broderick here that's do a different team oh. that's Jim Aparo here you go Aquaman Phantom Stranger Retornado what what Aquaman Phantom Stranger and Red Tornado all together yeah Phantom Stranger is Aquaman versus Red Tornado yeah <sighs> there's different because there's, there's different characters and you know there's lovely that's up here Satana versus Wonder Woman you know Firestorm Firestorm yeah. yeah, there's different. Yeah, there's all. It's totally classic Justice League. This is just Green Lantern and the Atom. That's Gil Kane here. There you are, Hal Jordan. Asshole. Boom. It says to get his attention. Boom. There you are. Punch in the face. And <laughs> Is that another lantern that's punched him? No, no, that's the Atom. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, I couldn't quite make them out, and the colours, obviously, are faded, so I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they, sorry, it's an old copy. Yeah, no, no, great. Yes! Punch him! Go this, on, Ray! This, this you would love. This <gasps> Carmen, Infa- Carmine Infantino, The Flash, and Elongate, and yes! Elongated Man. There you are. Look at this. That's classic and right that's there. That's Infantino. Total Infantino. That's... Look at the jaw of... You see this and say, oh yeah, this is Fantino. Total. It's just great stuff. This is a this is a really nice comic, this one. This is a really Brian Bolan, look at this. Mm. Green Arrow and Black Canary versus Batman. Zip and Batman. And he appears <laughs> here. Look at that. It's beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Ah, there you are. <laughs> Your old classic Flash and Elongated Man. <laughs> Joe Cooper, Superman, Hawkman. There you are. Beautiful stuff. And then we are back. It's just, this is a fantastic. It's a great comic. Look at this panel. Look at this. <laughs> just this lake. So there you are. It's... This is a Justice League of America issue 200. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. This is the sort of stuff. This because he did a George Perry did a quite nice run in the Justice League. It's, it's, I don't think it's been reprinted that many times. I think it's only been maybe once, and it's a very expensive hardcover collection. And it's something that they should do again. Team Titans, I just want to show the Judas contra- uh, contract. I just want to show this panel. That's all I need to show. I don't need to show anything else. Just to... <laughs> I just let the image talk. George Perifa is best. Multiple characters. Lots of action going on. That's all you need to do. You don't need to do anything else. That that defines George Perifa. The detail, the action taking care of every single character, immediately identifiable. You say, yeah, that's George Perez. That's it. It's just... That panel to me, this double page is just... Fantastic. There's no words. (laughs) Sooner people like that. Bye. (laughs) Oh, there's more. (laughs) Um, 
if we were talking about George Perez, we need to talk about mm -hmm. Crisis Infinite Earths, the death of Supergirl, the death of Flash. You know, that was just some stuff. Magnificent covers. Uh, this is the Spanish edition. Um, those are some of the stuff here. It's also with the art of Jerry Orway as well. But yeah, this is Christ Infinity Earths. Very, very good. And also he did afterwards, he did a history of the DC universe. And this is with Mark Wolfman again. And this is more of like a recap and how the DC universe has been left after the crisis of infinite earths and it's not so much a comic book as more illustrations on how the text just supports or the story or the illustrations support the text whichever way you want to say um from the very beginning of this universe um with amethyst and arion and atlantis and black adam um, you go, then you go to the, the Wonder Woman, and that's Queen Hippolytan, Hercules, and so on and so forth. And it just, I just go, Enemy Ace, Justice Society, and it's great charismatic illustrations that have been used many times. Quite nice that one as well. One of your Tom's, one of Tom's favorites here. Yeah, look at him. Oh, man, he just looks so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and then so. obviously this one in particular with the call with Alex Ross. I mean, this is just a book for you, Tom. You know, yep. that's, that's <laughs> I do love, I do love that. I've seen that before. That that. Yeah, um, it's a nice one. Thing, yeah. And then years later, George Faith came back to Marvel. And he did the Avengers, and I got here a rough cut, and this is the first issue that he did when he came back to Avengers with Kurt Busiek, and these are the pencils. And it was a great comeback, and I remember, because I was one of the, the readers that I read the original run he did in the Avengers in the 80s, and then in the 90s, you know, he did this, and I was like, oh, and I felt... A child again and I was reading this in Spain when it came out and and from here the Marvel and DC also started to collaborate and they did some crossovers and then eventually then we got the Avengers Justice League um, which is to me is the department of his career in a way because it was a, a project that he was very very involved he wanted to do it he originally in the 80s he did a lot of work on that he was a big fan of the avengers he was a big fan of the justice league he he actually drew both of them and um, for one reason or the other it never happened originally in the 80s and then in the 90s when marvel and dc started to collaborate again so essentially it says if you give this to anyone else I'm gonna kill you <laughs> uh, 
and yeah, they, they went to him, and then Corbusier was the the writer, and and to me that's to me that's George Perez, and this is the comics that they have been recently reprinted. Yep. Uh, um, in a hero initiative, so all the money, the profits goes to help artists and comic book creators. Um, my only complaint on doing that is they did a very short run. There's only 7,000 copies they've done on the Hero Initiative. I'm pretty sure they could have done 10 or 100 times more and they would have saw all of them. Yep. Um, but this, <clears throat> this, as a fan, as a fan of superhero comics, this is it. You know, I don't care. Yes, I'm nearly 50. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just fun. It's popcorn. You sit down. You read the <coughs> comics. The characters are treated properly. You know, you have ar- artifacts and enemies and from different universes. You go. You ha- it has all the tropes of the comic comic superheroes. Oh, who are you? And what are you doing? And I'm sure you're a buddy. And they're fighting. And then, oh no, let's be friends because we are all heroes. <laughs> and, and then they go for. And yeah, that's that's what it is about, essentially. But it's great. It's a great comic to have. If you have the opportunity to read it, please read it. Uh, and it's just good fun. That's the illustration you were showing, Mike, earlier on. Mm. The, so you get the front and the back. <laughs> all the hundreds, hundreds of... <laughs> characters from the justice league from the avengers they're all mixed up you know and they're just they're just there and you can look at this cover and see if you can name all of them uh and you can spend hours it's just fantastic Batman here and more fights and it's just all the different characters how many characters could just cram in one panel <laughs> and then you know and just all these fights, and uh, and none of them looked out of place, if you know what I mean. They all kind of look, yeah, it looks right. It looks right like that. It goes cosmic here, and then it goes Superman. I go anyway. <laughs> that to me it was the apex. It's fantastic. Uh, as an epilogue to that, George Perez came back to DC, and he did a couple of things. They are very nice, actually. Uh, he did it with Mark Waite, one of them, which is the Brave and the Ball, reminiscent to the old Brave and the Ball comics. Uh, and you have always two characters. So here we have uh, a mystery uh, assassination. It's, you go Green Lantern and Batman, and it's George Perez art, Mark Waite doing the, the script. Um, but you know, you go people like, then it goes into Green Lantern and Supergirl and Batman Blue Beetle and we got the Legion of Superheroes, we got Lobo, um, Wonder Woman, Power Girl. Then we're going really classic with one of those reminiscent old comics anthologies from DC where they had different stories together and just copying, you know, start, start, spectacular presents, you know, that's very 70s. Um, look at this cover, that's very brief and the ball as well with it splitting the cover in two. 
Oh, that's nice. Young Teen Titans, Aquaman, Aqualad, Superman and the Silent Knight. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was Brave and the Wall. He did that. Um, go here, uh, Doom Patrol and Flash. So that's that's really nice adventure. And he also did a spin-off from the Final Crisis called The Legion of the Three Worlds. And Jeff Jones is doing the, the script. And essentially you have two versions of the Legion of Superheroes at the same time. I mean, you couldn't get any more superheroes in a team. So they decided to go to the Legion of Superheroes and do two versions of it at the same time. Um, let me see if I can get some of the pages here, which is... Just a spectacle to have so many characters put together. Sorry, I should have prepared this. My apologies. <laughs> but, ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's not acceptable, Nando. So, yeah, that's something else that he did after the Avenger JLA. Um, but to me, the Avenger JLA is the top of the pops. That was his. He's top there. And I, and I think he was, when he did that, he was very satisfied. He said, that's it. It's done now after so many years and such a big disappointment. And uh, and that was it. And that's me. <laughs> oh, Just a few comics. Only a few. Aye. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't put, you know, Marvel Fanfare, I think it's uh, 9 to th- no. 10 to 13 or something like that. That's where Black Widow is an adventure by Black Widow. And that's really nice as well. I just forgot about that one. But the thing is about George Perez is he, he did so many comics. Uh, and and the last few days, I just remember, oh, and he did that. Oh, and he did that other one. Oh, and, and I just, just remember I was picking up more and more. And I thought, well, I'm going to be here till tomorrow if I could go. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah but I mean it's just immense amount of stuff he did and he maintained a level of quality really really high um, and okay lately in the last few years he, he wasn't himself because of health issues and, and Neil Adams okay his style has changed it but you know hello Neil Adams is a legend I mean at his age I would love at any age I would love to, to draw what he was able to draw when he was 70 odds yeah. <laughs> with his left hand, never mind his right hand. So, <laughs> I mean, really, uh, a lot of people were saying, oh, but it's just Neil Adams trying to be Neil Adams from the 1970s. I said, okay, yeah. yeah so what? <laughs> so fucking what? You know, it's not like it, don't buy it. You just move on. Uh, simple as that. Um, but yeah, it's just to kind of to close the whole thing and it's, it's a shame they are they are gone but their work is with us their work are, is gonna be there forever the comic book uh, fans should read some of these comics or, or have a look at them because these are masters mm-hmm. these are legends these are guys who um, they have influenced many other artists and, and they still will influence many artists uh, I believe certainly in the in the comic uh, in the American comic book style in the superhero genre in particular um, but yeah rest in peace 
Neil Adams, rest in peace, George Perez. Well done, guys. That was good, Ando. Yeah, it was good. Mm. That was a good lot. You know, I was I was remembering um in the if you were really reading the comics in the mid to late eighties. Yeah. You kinda you knew Neil Adams and he was good, but he was sort of somebody that had been in comics at that point, eh? Yeah. Do you when remember I, that? He, yeah, was, he wasn't really around anymore. No, he had that's right, because in Spain, at that time, the, the first Neil Adams I read was the Avengers one. That was a reprint of the stuff mm-hmm. that he did in the, like, 69 to 70 or something like that. But we got a reprint in Spain, and, and that was the first time, which I heard the name, and then I, I saw that and I thought, wow, this is great, this is fantastical, this is a great artist. And then I find out that he did Batman, and then when I saw the Batman, I said, this is the Batman I've seen. This is Batman. This is, you know, the Batman. This, that sort of picture you had in your mind, even if you haven't read any of the comics, you saw that elsewhere. And they say, oh, yeah, this is Batman. You know, that's... Um, and then eventually I got the X-Men. And, and that was <laughs> mind-blowing to me. And I, So, yeah, at that time, as you said, you say quite rightly, they've... In Spain, because we were a couple of years behind of what was published in America, yeah, Neil Adams was someone that had been, mm-hmm. and you could only really read it if you had a reprint or something like that, or reissue. But, yeah, fantastic stuff, regardless. But George Perez, I grew up with George Perez. Because I remember in the Avengers, then I remember the annual of the X-Men that Tom mentioned, annual number three. Um I love the Teen Titans. Really love the Teen Titans. That the Teen Titans was the comic that made me start to read DC comics because I was reading just Marvel at that time. And um, someone in the school had some Flash, some Teen Titans, and some Green Lantern. And I remember the the Flash, Carmen Infantino, Flash. But the Teen Titans. As soon as I read it, and I thought. The story was really good by Marv Wolfman and the the art and I thought this is great. This is this is George Perez I know from the Avengers. And and, the, and once I read that, that was me in the DC universe. So I had Marvel and I had DC. And I was, this is fantastic. Why people don't like DC comics? What's going on? Why haven't I started reading this before? That was that was me. And I was in primary school and I was reading that and then it was great. It was great. Lots of memories. Lots and lots of memories. Hmm. Nice. Good. Good. Good, well, good. We've, we've, oh my god, we've actually wrapped up a meeting. Like, mm-hmm. we've all went through everything and it's like, yeah, good, great, fantastic. <laughs> um, I bet what will happen is I'll go up to the attic and check my comics and I'll have about five times as much up there as I brought down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, like I say, it'll be, you know, weeks from now, I'll be going through something and be like, oh, here's something else. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, apart from the Jurassic Park uh, comics, 
I just I just had my graphic novels. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a pity that we we haven't been able to do it personally, but that Justice League two hundred, that would be one for you, Tom, to sniff mm-hmm. <laughs> your brains out <laughs> your <Yeah>. ears. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'll bring it. I'll Please. bring that one Please. next time so you can go and like, write a sniff to it. Because <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's actually it smells really nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing that doesn't transmit through the image. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's a good one. It's a lovely <clears throat> one, that one. I had fun, I had fun digging out the, the Wonder Woman's and the, that action comics and sitting there with it like, oh. Oh, yeah. They are good. It's when it's... A, this one is a wee bit older, so it has even extra, extra mature <laughs> the, uh, smell. <laughs> the, <laughs> the eagle. Extra mature reek. Extra reek, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the eagle moss collections, I quite like this the smell of them because it's that, it's that shiny paper, but it's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it's the, it's the sort of new ink smell. It's the same kind of smell that you get off of, like, um, like the DCA movie guide when it's like just been freshly printed. Oh, it's just it's like warm. It's like warm ink on paper. Like I know they've been sitting for a while, but you know they've just been cracked, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You sometimes hear the crack when you open up the book. Yeah, I know. Oh, wait a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you with some of this because I I was being very careful with the Wonder Woman one. But oh no, it's not doing it. Oh, maybe I've done it already. Oh, I've maybe done it already. Oh, don't do it. There's a wee bit. No, no, no. It's just I a wee bit. Ah, that's uh, all right. Uh, I oh <laughs> oh hey, oh <laughs> stop stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, there were some of them like I think because they'd been sitting on top of each other on the on the shelf. When I opened them up, it was like, <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, <clears throat> well, since we're finished up, um, have you guys been uh, have you guys been reading anything, um, or you just been reading all this stuff in prep for the meeting? I've I've started reading Preacher Volume One that oh. I got for my birthday. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. So I've, I think I'm at the fifth issue now because I've read. I've read the first three parts, which involved the Saint of Killers. Oh, yeah. And now I'm on the beginning of the next arc. So I've read four issues within that. Nice. Very good. I- I'm looking forward to reading the rest. Nice. You never read it before? Uh, no, oddly enough, I had it on... Um, uh, uh, I had a couple of the stories from Volume 2... Uh, which I have volume two over there from the John Stred magazine because they showed it on that. Oh. So I always knew about the characters just from that segment, that one bit of the story, but I never actually sat down and read the whole thing from start to finish. Right. So I, 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 I'm looking forward to reading the rest. Arse Face has made an appearance, which is amazing. <laughs> Arse Face. <laughs> I haven't read it in years. I haven't read it in years. I really enjoyed that first, the big mm-hmm. collection, the sort of newer collection yeah. that they did with that. So, is it the one with the kind of soft paperback cover? 
volume one I have is, but volume yeah. two is what I got from Ahoy Comics when they were closing, and that was like uh, the big hardback oh, version, okay. yeah. which would have normally cost a fortune, but I got it for a couple of quid. Yeah, well, that, that well, first... they, they've got um, they got Steve Dilly uh, D- Um he he was another one that passed uh, uh, far too early. Yeah, for his time. Yeah, I mean I always liked his artwork. It, he seemed to have been uh, caught up in the religious thrillers because he did a lot of the Constantine Hellblazer comics as well. Mm-hmm. Although I spotted I spotted upstairs my one of my Animal Man. I think it's Animal Man comics. He was the artist behind it. All right. Yeah. I'll need to double check. Uh, is, that and have a look. is that Morrison? Uh, I can't remember who wrote Animal Man. I know Morrison the did first, it. The first issue is in Morrison, but I think Delano was the writer. Was that, Bri- was that, that? Was that Jimmy Bri- Delano? Was that Brian Bolin that did the, the covers Bobbers. for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the covers. I listened to a Brian Bolland interview when I was drawing some of my own comics. But the the best interview I heard was the Mark Schultz one because he uh, he turned out to be so modest, <laughs> down to earth, and was extremely interesting talking about his experiences, um, especially when dealing with uh, people who are into merchandise because of the um, uh, the TV series and uh, the the computer games of. Uh, Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yeah, he's a sort of like sage-like character who had a lot of advice to give, mm. and people should listen to his advice. I think. Nice, good, mm. good, good, good. I've been reading *Criminal* by Brubaker. Oh yeah. With I had the three, and Sean Phillip. Uh, Did you not have the birthday? I got three of them. I bought online, and then I've been getting the rest of them as well. So now I have the first six. I got the seven upstairs. But the one I enjoy the most, very, very much, has been the one I show, which is Jonah Hex. That's this just beside. Come on, here. Oh, yeah. The big oh, collection. that was fantastic. Tony the Suniga. Oh, brilliant stuff. I've enjoyed that. Finished that just recently. Fantastic. Hmm. Great stuff. Just I just read one or two issues every night or so. I was just great, great stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really good fun. Nice. Really good fun. What about well, you, I've Dave? Been reading um, Captain Condor. Ah. Ooh. By drawn by Brian Lewis, written by right. Frank S. Pepper. Hmm. This is this is reprints of two-page sci-fi strips from the Lion comic. All oh, right, okay. Early, early sixties. Um, I mean, I, I don't actually know this character before I saw this book was coming out. I just I know Brian Lewis. He's a great artist. Saw his stuff in Starburst and that kind of thing. So it's kind of two-page spreads, and that would be what you would get in each weekly issue. And each, and each two pages leads to 
um, you know, like a cliffhanger mm. for the next week. So there's the that's, alien coming out. That's there. a bit like that's a bit like Marnie the Fox, because that yeah. was a two-page one yeah, as well. Yeah, similar format. Yeah, and then, and then the next page picks up. Nice. Again. So the whole book reads like that. Yeah, so it's lovely. a bit stop start, you know, but it's it's good sci-fi fun. They're on a planet. There's nobody on it except robots all smashing into each other, not even paying attention <laughs> to them. And it's just it's just good fun. These I find these kind of books. This is the um, the Fleetway Files. These kind of collections. I think this is Hibernia Press is involved with us as well. I think these are great for in the summer, sitting out in the back garden in the summer on a sunny day, just getting lost in this pulp kind of (laughs) sci-fi nonsense. You know, it's great. So I'm enjoying that. I've read about a third of that. I I read the Mecha Boys as well, the James Kachalka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Loved that. As usual, great stuff from Kachalka. I got that. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You started reading it yet? No, not yet. Um, I was I was making my way through. Um, I was making my way through a bunch of digital library books. There go, and I, and and the library books that I had through as well. I said to you, I was going through the, the thingy, the McSweeney's. But I did get it. Oh, yeah. I did get it through. I got, got it through last week. Hang on. Was it there? Ah, good. So I'm looking forward to it. I thought it was terrific. Yeah. As usual. It looks great. Um, I I, I love that whole... Like him just doing the four panels in the middle of this massive page. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Like, such a good use. They're always thick buggers as well, though, aren't they? Yep. Do you know what I mean? You get a lot of bang for your buck. I mean, I was only three quid for that. Mm. And uh, it was like 350 or something, but it was, uh, yeah, it was listed as like acceptable or something like that. It's like damn near perfect. It's <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to getting through that. I've got, a, do you know what? I've got a couple of Kachalkas up there that I've not read yet. Uh, I've still not got on to... There's a another version of Superfuckers that I've not read. Mm. I've got Superfuckers Forever. I've read that, but I've not read the, the original Superfuckers. I wonder if they'll change the name of that title when they release the children's cartoon for Saturday morning. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> sure. Uh, Powerpuff Girls was originally Whoopass Girls. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They, they forced them to change the name. Mm. And to tone it mm. down, I got um. I was reading that the Grateful Dead book. Noah Van Skyver and Chris Mikovic, I think it is. Um, that's cracking. That's absolutely great. There's some amazing pages in that. It's Chris Chris Mis Miskowitz M I S K I E. 
W-I-C-Z. Miskovic. 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 Yeah. Like, yeah. like on Fifeful, Yeah. From American Tale. Yeah. 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 Um, and Noah uh, Van Skyver. Um, but just some amazing pages. Uh, I mean, it's really well. It's really well done. Really well laid out. And you know, just all about the Grateful Dead. And it is called the Grateful Dead Origins. It is exactly what it says. Um. It's a nice cover. Ah, that is good. I don't really know much about the Grateful Dead, but it's really nice. Um, I I also read this. Oh, I said this quote. Yeah, it's like a case studies of all the main characters from the film. It's the one where the one where I sent the image and uh, Bloodsport was trying to shoot Superman with a gun, and uh, yeah. I think David said, "Good luck." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. He's actually. <laughs> He's actually got kryptonite in the bullets, which All is right. why it's having an effect. That could do it, yeah. Ah, that's cheating. <laughs> so there is there is a struggle for Superman to overcome, but our favourite Kryptonian does manage in the end. Ah, good. It's a nice mixture of stories. Some of the stories are um, much older than the others. Is it, uh, no, is it just loads of different ones together? Yeah, yeah, like an anthology. So there's, you've got the likes of the Amanda Waller one is is very recent. Hmm. Is there any classic stuff like the Steve Ditko stuff? Because these characters, ah, there you are. That's more. Uh, let's see who's drawn this. It's got Bob Kane's name. Oh, that's a Bob, um, that's a Batman. That's an old Batman. For... It's uh, oh, actually it's at the beginning. So you've got 1962 Polka Dot Man from hey. Detective Comics. So, penciler, penciler, penciler. Ah, they've got the, they've, they've got the, the artists in uh, alphabetical order, but um, Steve Ditko is not the, not the artist for, um, uh, for this one. Boring. For, uh, for Polka Dot Man. Boring. Yeah, I can uh, tell you it's not Bob Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Never was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. The, the Peacemaker, incidentally, there's no actual Peacemaker comic in here, despite the cover. It's uh, Peacemaker segment is from Vigilante. Oh, right, and okay. it's back in, uh, I think it was 1982. Uh, 1986, sorry, 1986. Mark Wolfman ran um, Vigilante. Mm. This was Paul Cooperberg and Dennis Cowan. The art. I like, I like the style from the... Because well, c- c- I also grew up in the 80s, I like the style of it. Uh, it's pretty pretty brutal. But I don't recall if this is the original uh, color, because you know how they've all been they've all been touched up. Yeah, all of these have been recolor. It's probably the same sort of version they use in the digital mm. um, format. And of course, there's also King Shark. <laughs> Your favourite. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I have to. I have to say, num, I, num. after watching num, the num. Peacemaker <laughs> series, it's actually, uh, it's actually quite close. Num num. <laughs> if I can get a nice picture of King Shark here. Here he is taking a bite out of Superboy. Of course, as you do. <laughs> right, guys. Uh, shall I? Shall I? Oh, uh, is that Nando? Yeah, I'm up. Yeah. Bye, Nando. Ah. See you, Nando. <laughs> see you, Nando. Good to see you all. I'm Jay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, I was going to make a joke before he went. I was going to go, right, he's gone, fucking wanker. Um... I know. I was, I was resisting doing that as well. <laughs> I thought, good to see you. Believe it. get in touch for more links to the podcast links to buy our comics and more then go to our link tree at thatcomicsmell.com and please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe thank you for listening the music you can hear is by Richter FM and it's the title track from the EP Hibiscus you can check out Richter FM and this EP on Bandcamp YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music.